Welcome to another Trigger Proof Transmission. I am really excited about having this conversation because this is something that you're going to be able to relate to. This is something that I feel is the root cause of the real pandemic going on. And that pandemic is what I feel to be codependency. Now this codependency isn't just kind of in a relationship type of situation. There's also codependency with your child. There's also codependency with um, friendships. Like you can get into, if you've ever been in that situation where you have like a codependent um, uh, friendship. And what is codependency? It's really merely when you hide your truth to please another person because of intense fear of abandonment, which causes us to show up inauthentic, lacking intimacy in these kind of toxic kind of drama triangles of conflict and emotional addiction and things that are something called enmeshment where there's lack of a boundary between you and the other person and I believe this is the epidemic that's really plaguing humankind that's destroying our health that's destroying our families it's definitely destroying our families it's destroying our relationships it this little mind virus it, that's not in the mind that I'm about to share with you is what I feel that is uh, responsible for us not being adaptable to things, uh, being fearful of loss, being fearful of change, not being able to adapt to the changes and trans transitions of life. And today, on today's transmission, I want to give you a little something that's going to help uh, put it all together for you because if you're wondering should I stay or should I go we're gonna be talking about willpower and why willpower doesn't work and I'm gonna use two case studies in particular that will illustrate what your work is to do to be able to override this tendency we have to be controlled by something outside of us to not have controls of our triggers to be so scared of letting love in, to have no intimacy in our relationships, to not feel safe in our bodies, and as a result of these interpersonal, these impacts of interpersonal trauma, what I, I like to call interpersonal trauma. Without understanding the mechanisms behind it, uh, we are suffering from ruptures, from conflict, which is then impacting our health. As a chiropractor, I'm very interested in that because chiropractic is really about maintenance and restoration and healing of the nervous system because of physical stresses, chemical stresses, and what are called psychic stresses. Psyche is the soul, basically. Stresses of the soul. And what is more stressful to your soul than the relationship breakdowns that have happened from an early age? as a chiropractor patients coming in for the last 20 years I started to make that correlation and I started to realize that I can go downstream and deal with the physical structural impacts of those emotional injuries but my heart was pulling me in the direction of really teaching people how to heal their emotional or psychic injuries if I want to be um, into uh, chiropractic terminology from Dor Dorland's medical dictionary which is what chiropractic is the reason why I'm addressing that is because a lot of times like it, my chiropractic profession itself is I'm getting letters saying why are you talking about this stuff you should be talking about back pain neck pain 
and one of my colleagues who's been following me saying, Nima, I've been chiropractor for 20 years and you're teaching what I've always known. He's super duper stoked. He's been messaging me, watching all the content. Stephen, thanks for the validation for what I've been going through. It's kind of like two people, two of us have been in our laboratories. Imagine two scientists, pseudoscience, well, let's call it pseudoscience because I get <laughs> accused of pseudoscience, but 20 years of practice coming to the same conclusion and now I'm publishing broadcasting my findings from all of this research of helping people in with stress-related problems and then he gets up and he's messaging me saying holy shit this is exactly what I've been noticing so Stephen thanks for reaching out because it's like whoa I felt I felt like I'm kind of on an island I'm telling this I'm, I'm I feel like the Lone Ranger and to know that there's other colleagues of mine saying no no this is very chiropractic because it pertains to the nervous system physical mechanical stresses chemical stresses to the nervous system and psychic stresses so one big cause of psychic stress is relational breakdowns because of codependency should i stay or should i go you know rescuing your tendency that you got to rescue constantly finding yourself in the same patterns wait rescuing and then you know trying to be the hero or the pleaser and then all of a sudden turning into the victim going from rescuer to victim rescuer to victim rescuer to victim and going through this cycle again and again after about four or five abusive toxic cycles where you're kind of calling in unconsciously the same type of person for me it was the same argument same relationship where I was in the kind of toxic narcissist codependent cycle I was the narcissist in that and it took a big breakdown for me to wake up to all of this and now teach what I'm teaching because I had to be my own medicine and that's really what the whole message of becoming trigger proof is all about trigger proof basically means doesn't mean trigger less it means being able to be responsible for your triggers if you look at your relationship right now as a parent what your reactions are going through I just got off the phone with, with a good friend of mine from like 10 years and he's having a really rough time what's the problem I'm triggered why well this whole he's a conspiracy theorist like he He's full on in the QAnon and conspiracy, which I'm not. I'm not judging people for. Everybody's got their opinion. I, I just know where I'm at with it, so I don't need to have everybody agree with me. If you have a different opinion, that's fantastic. I'm sure you have valid reasons for it. I just, I'm, I'm just very certain about where I'm at in this whole conversation. There's truth to both sides. Is is I'm more kind of like in the middle, um, and so. Well, he's, he basically goes, I can't focus. That's all I think about. I have a daughter and a wife and my pregnant wife and I love them to death, but this is impacting my ability to be present with them. I'm not in control of my triggers. I'm like, dude, this is codependency. This is some form of attachment to something outside of you. What's going on? He's like, I can't handle it. It's just pure tyranny. And then I asked him this question, which I'm asking you right now, which is what I go through each and every week with the clients in our programs where I'm teaching people the skills and resilience and capacity to expand your nervous system to be able to handle this ever-changing world that you don't that I don't have control over all I have control over is how my nervous system functions in this moment and my responsibility to my wife and my unborn child 
to create a sense of safety so that my traumas aren't downloaded onto them. That's what's happening. Anything that I haven't resolved in my life, any incompletes, any open loops, any unresolved grief, any resentment I'm holding onto, I am unconsciously downloading onto my child through my wife, through the reactions that I go through. This is how human beings are. And I explain this to him and he's like, well, shit, what's the, the, the whole tyranny thing? I said, where did you have an experience of tyranny? What was your relationship with your father like? And he was like, oh my God, he was a total tyrant. And I'm like, this is pretty much any hardline conspiracy theorist has a big, big time, what I've observed, a big time attachment wound with the male authority, with authority male like there was suppression and tyranny right and so right now if you were raised with suppression and tyranny you're going to be highly re and you had that as an experience you're going to be hypersensitized to that and your reaction to this changing world will be one way and if you were like a good little boy or good little girl and you were always the pleaser you didn't have a t they, they might have been tyrants as as, as parents but you just always were in that position of, okay, I want to be a good boy. I want to listen and be a good boy and just just be a pleaser. Then you're going to go the, 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 the exact opposite of the pendulum, and you're going to be talking about, no, we should trust our government. We should trust the, the media. We should trust what, what the government says. And, you know, let's just do everything that we're told, and it's for the good. It's for the greater good and all of that stuff. So... I'm somewhere in the middle. I've done my own work, so I'm not reactive to it. I'd rather be just ready to serve. And this is what my whole purpose is, is in teaching you and, and guiding you into becoming the master of your own triggers, is that as the, as the world changes, I want to position myself as ready to serve from my heart rather than from a place of dysregulation and resistance and resentment because you can feel that you can hear it in my voice you can if like the world like the way that I see it what I know now the world needs me more than ever to be mentally sound to be resilient to be adaptable because I have tools that can help help kind of get rid of human suffering to transform suffering in a time where we're suffering the most so I must make my own healing a priority this is the first thing that I want to kind of instill for you is that the greatest gift that you can give your children in this changing time is in this changing time especially with all of the changes going on they're going back to school the best gift you can give them is a regulated mother is a well-versed nervous system ready and flexible mother who or father who has both structure and leadership yet flexibility it's not like fist of iron like some tyrants that you hate because you haven't really gotten complete with mom and dad and their tyrancy so you go the opposite way and you just say hey I just want them to be free and then completely lacking leadership because of your own attachment traumas that haven't been healed so you will then either do exactly as mommy and daddy say based on your attachment wounds because love was pulled away from you if you didn't do what was told or 
you do the exact opposite because you freaking can't stand how you were raised because of those attachment traumas that haven't been healed so you go the exact opposite and now we're dealing with the polarity you're dealing with an extreme and that's how we are we become extreme we become bipolar when we are living at the effect of our wounds when our wounds are being triggered each and every day and they literally are now is a time where this conversation is more important than ever because we can't hide we can't hide from what's been we've been hiding from and lying and pretending the covid pandemic has now exposed everything in your relationships everything as as a parent every weakness or inauthenticity is now exposed every lack of integrity in my life becomes exposed during crisis that's the gift of crisis if you decide to take it on now what's going to make the difference between you coming through this winning versus you coming through on the other side losing which during crisis you either go one way or the other which is what I've noticed have you not noticed in these past when we've seen crisis people either come through stronger and win or they lose during these changing times and the number one factor will be your ability to regulate your nervous system and become adaptable to the triggers that come up in front of you that's going to be the most consideration now every single inauthenticity every open loop every unhealed grief every unresolved resentment has been in your body forever since ch since you were a child since it was downloaded onto you by the effects of your mother or father by the story that you made up about the traumas that they downloaded onto you you made up a story about it and that story is actually in your body so the fatal flaw is thinking that this is what my my buddy said he goes I thought I worked through this with my dad my dad and I have a great relationship and then I told him this one thing I said cognitively you might have worked through it or did some talk therapy or counseling but that effect of tyrancy tyrancy tyrant that you had with your father the effect that you that he had on you when he he was abusing your mother and beating the crap out of her and your and your uh, brother while you were standing there helpless not able to help them and the guilt of not being able to be of assistance to tyrant in the in the face of tyrancy what do you think's going on right now that's in your body and he's like holy shit it's playing out exactly the same way and um, he was like oh my god what do I do about this and I said well what I'm you know like this is the conversation I just had with two other clients so what do you do about this I'm gonna answer what you do about this would you like to know let me thank you Kathy let me know would you like to know what do I do about this can you relate to anything that I'm saying there's a lot of new people in this group a few months ago there was like 200 now there's like almost 2,000 that's amazing clearly this conversation is resonating because people are wanting in to learn and this is why this conversation is so important <clears throat> what do I do about it I know that it's there me and my dad have a great relationship now but that feeling of of oppression is in my body and it's now coming out during COVID so my question to you is this what has come out of your body during COVID have you noticed your health symptoms going up 
have you noticed your codependency triggers this need to like this feeling of abandonment and isolation this the incongruencies of of your marriage are coming up we have one one woman who really wants to help her daughter who's going through really difficult time transitioning through this covid and she's now starting she's been following my content and she's like oh my gosh like i now see that i'm i'm part of the problem it's my thing i want to help my daughter by healing my myself right and i'm we're like okay great let's chat with your husband and let's go over it and she's like no 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 i don't want to talk with my i don't i don't want to bring my husband i don't want to talk to him about it i want to do this on my own how do i do this and i'm like you're not getting it <laughs> we're actually here to teach you how to have integrity in your life we don't want you to be part of any this is what we said you're not a fit because we don't want you to be part of anything that contributes to the breakdown of your relationship and the family in other words i the only way that we're going to take you in to, to to help you help your daughter which is very noble of you but it's it, it's only if i can talk to you and your husband because this is about healing families not dividing them the fact that you don't want to get on a call with your husband and me is the problem and your daughter is unconsciously taking that on that incongruency and inauthenticity is not your I'm not saying this is your 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 daughter's problems are your fault I'm not I'm not even saying you're a bad mom I'm just saying you like many moms like your mom was and my mom was were unconscious of the fact that the way that they did conflict between one another impacted us as children the way that they were not securely attached to one another and had safety in the relationship you tell me how safe did you feel at home what was the model that you had of how relationships should be done? Answer that question. Parents, our parents had no freaking clue how to do relationships. And they certainly did not have any clue how to have neurological attunement and proper healthy attachment to their children. So you take families where there is a breakdown of the relationship causing an emotional kind of codependency between one another and then the children gets passed down like a virus by the way viral this is this is how trauma spreads virally through no fault of your own because of the incongruency there the children don't they get a week come on you could sense you know if you are my parent like your children can tell you come up to them and your energy, your, your life force energy is saying fear, not safety. And then, and then you go, you put on a face and go, hi, everything's okay. All of a sudden the child now starts to register different than what you're saying and then starts to not trust either you or not trust themselves. This is how this dysregulation and this nervous system dysregulation gets passed down, creating a codependent type of relationship creating a codependent oh. <laughs> there's a codependent relationship going on right there are they okay you got them creating a codependent type of relationship within the family dynamic and because that misattunement because that misattunement is so um, difficult and so uh, so challenging to to work with uh, <laughs> you, you okay Sorry, <laughs> just disrupts the flow. You all right? 
Okay. All right. I'm just going to have to work around it. So essentially, we are now passing down these traumas unconsciously. And we now have this attempt that says, okay, let me read a book to heal from this attachment wound. Let me read a book. Let me do a podcast. Let me do cognitive therapies. Let me do the Demartini method. But here's the problem. When push comes to shove and you get triggered, all of a sudden, all bets are off. There is no rational mind. There is no like, oh, I'm going to do what's best for the greater good. There is codependency. You go back to the relationship that's not healthy, which is what I did for four years. You stay stuck in limbo in all areas of your life, frozen and paralyzed, not able to move. And you have no amount. And here's the problem. You know what to do, but no amount of willpower is actually going to work. So what is it that you do? So one of our clients, we'll call her, we'll call her Maggie. Um, because I didn't get uh, her permission, but she, she shares it a lot anyway. It's not a big deal. One of her childhood woundings, she showed up completely detached from herself. I'm lost. I've been pleasing. I don't know who I am anymore. Gained, she gained, like, she was up to, like, for most of her adult life, 300 pounds. She was like, okay, I'm going to lose the weight, and that's going to help make me happy. She loses the weight. Still, there's an emptiness inside. Hears about me on a podcast decides to jump in all in and say okay this is my guy like there was that there was like no rational mind I'm just this feels right I'm gonna work with so we started working together and it turns out a bunch of childhood traumas and one of them was there was many there's many traumas that she experienced and one of them was her one of them was a four-year-old version of her picture this her mother's a germaphobe and doesn't want her daughter to get sick right anxiety how many of you moms have been experiencing that okay now how did she download her anxiety to her daughter when she goes out in public she took her daughter out in public to a public restroom and was like don't touch anything don't touch anything oh my god and as a four-year-old what does a four-year-old do registers it as i'm not safe it's not safe don't go to the bathroom so what does she do she learns to she learns to override her natural bodily impulses to go to the bathroom and now develops an OCD where she now cannot go to the bathroom in public. Has to be private at home. She will say, go ahead, go ahead. She will hold it in and clench and not go to the bathroom when she has to and spends 40 years, 40 years, abandoning her body's impulses so that she doesn't get into trouble so that she doesn't get into trouble so w once we started working not for and she did all the therapies nothing could turn it off once we then taught her the trigger proof toolkit and to heal those attachment traumas and to reconnect with that younger part of her the one that didn't feel safe to go to the bathroom and she was now as she's been practicing over the last month, now she's able to go anywhere. She's even able to go in public at her martial arts studio. This was never able to be done. Now, here's why. No amount of willpower could get her to go to the bathroom. Why? Because the problem wasn't in her will and wasn't in her mind. It was in her body. 
her four-year-old self inside, that inner child, was terrified of not being a good girl. And, and, and in her body, not mind, her rational mind knew she was safe, but her body didn't experience that. So she was able to become trigger-proof to that over time, and now she goes to the bathroom. And then so, here's what happens. Today she was at the gym with her coach. She's now lost 300 pounds. So she's lost 140 pounds. She's no longer overweight. But inside of her, because she's been that heavy girl all her life, her adult life, she now, by the way, which happened after a uh, kind of a trauma, like a date rape trauma when she was in her teens, which obesity, it's always your body protecting you from trauma. It's just, this is what it is. If you have challenges losing weight, it's perfectly normal that you have problems losing weight if your body is holding on to some sort of a trauma. Welcome to most most people and pretty much when I see somebody morbidly obese or overweight or chronic illness I know that the, the same thing is happening. The research is very clear on this. Adverse childhood uh, events your body then doesn't feel safe and creates a barrier around you and so trying to go on diets and all that stuff it's never gonna work that is part of it but what she's now done is heal that and so she goes to the gym and now she's doing box jumps she's got her coach telling her to do box jumps and then all of a sudden her body freezes and she's not not able to do the box jumps like what immediately in that moment her 25 year old 28 year old part of her that was overweight stopped and was like couldn't jump didn't have the courage to do a box jump which is like a jump like up up to a box sometimes even this high she's she's able to do them no problem but all of a sudden she got triggered and her coach was like what the hell's the matter with you jump up there go on and she's like i can't i can't she was frozen she was completely frozen no amount of willpower was able was helping her able to do it and he was like what is going on this is what he said this was the key thing that he said pay attention he said what is going on in your mind right now and she's like i don't know this is what she said she goes there's nothing in my mind she goes this was in my body let me say that again she said this was in my body it wasn't in my mind and so here's what she did she then saw him turned around she was like what does Nima say to do? And we worked on embodying and honing in on her trigger-proof toolkit. She went back, came back 30 seconds later, and completed 100 box jumps. And her coach was like, what the hell just happened? She's like, ah, oh, this is the stuff Nima's been teaching me. And so she's been practicing this, and she's like, holy crap, I did it. You've been listening to the Trigger Proof Podcast, designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world, which is nervous system regulation. Becoming trigger proof doesn't mean trigger less. It means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds anytime there's reactivity there's a wound and if you're curious 
and inspired to learn more, join us at Breathwork and Badassery or the Overview Experience and a combination of both actually helps you do the work. There's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. It didn't start with you, but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time. She was like, I did it. I was frozen and I had no thought and I knew that I could. I did it yesterday. I did two days ago. I was able to do them with no problem, but something happened. I got triggered. She was able to self-regulate her trigger, which is all about internalized co-regulation, which is literally a step-by-step -step process that I've been working on to heal my own attachment traumas, teaching her the overview method. This is the answer to willpower because willpower doesn't work if you don't have access to your body. And when you have access to your body and you're able to resolve that wound and connect to the attachment wound that your trigger is related to, you're now able to step in and move through resistance, which daily, like every time I press go live, I know it sounds like you, you might be surprised. People tell me this all the time. I'm so surprised because you feel so confident. It flows and it does, but I don't just wake up that way. I go through a specific series of steps from the method I came up with because of my own attachment traumas that I integrated so that I can now hit go live and be in my heart. When I have so many other stresses, pregnant wife, COVID, all this stuff going on, we don't know in three weeks, you know, is it going to be C-section? Is it going to like there are, it's a breach. There's all of the same unknowns that you have. The difference is there's an access point to get into my heart to find where my power is and to access that little voice of intuition that you have but you get disconnected from every single time you get triggered and without knowing and 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 mastering those tools by being willing to be triggered and working through them without doing that your triggers will continually have you living a smaller and smaller life, avoiding things, saying no, world getting smaller, relationships breaking down, your health starts to turn like crap, and you don't feel worthy and deserving of a healthy relationship. This is what everybody goes through. And if you're going through that, Everybody who's dysregulated and unable and hasn't yet learned those skills, we all go through that. There's nothing wrong with you if you're going through that. You're not broken. You're actually working just fine. You just have these protective parts, these younger parts that are waiting for you to help them. Now, another challenge that can come up, case study number two, is when you get frozen, how does that impact your relationships. You just saw how it impacts you physically. So like it can impact your business. Your business is not growing enough because of your inability to, to get through that freeze response and then be in your heart and be able to serve 
because you're in a space of freeze. Like I could be in a freeze right now and if when I'm in a freeze, I can't help you. I can't give you any type of tools to help you along your path and your challenge and help you solve your problem if I'm in a freeze state. If you're in a free state, you can't help people solve their problem. And believe you me, people need you to help them with their problem because you have that gift, you have that ability to help people solve a major problem. But you don't have access to those gifts when you are completely holding on to attachment trauma in your body. That's it. You don't. So, number two, Joe then first met him when he was going through a divorce a year and a half ago his wife decides to leave him and it was a 15 year marriage and there wasn't any sexuality and what ends up happening is he was broken he wanted to save it and I was like alright dude many people can, can you help me save my marriage and I, I tell everybody the same thing when they reach out and they tell me their story can you help me solve this this is the classic codependent question <laughs> can can you solve this marriage can you help me save this marriage okay and I told him this and and it it really landed finally it took him a couple of months for it to really land but it landed and here's what it was I said I'm not here to help you save your marriage Joe I'm here to help you be okay with whatever she chooses because you don't have control over every ever anybody except you I can help you heal those attachment wounds that have you in this codependent pattern and so lo and behold he got through and now they are uncoupled and they're great friends no kids and now he's graduated to his next challenge lots of opportunities but he's frozen he's frozen with choice and he's so frozen with all sorts of choices it carries through in every area of his life his several promotions come to him but he's frozen and he can't choose and step up so he's stuck where he's at he's leveled off exactly where he's at not taking any promotions because boom he doesn't trust himself I can't I don't trust myself I can't what if I make the wrong choice this was me too I can't commit to anyone this was and when he told me this I was like dude you're living my life <laughs> after my divorce my biggest fear was committing to another woman and going through the same pain the same financial loss I'm not gonna invest in any woman my time my expertise my resources I'm done this is not possible and so because I believe that to be true and that's what my body said and I was holding on to these attachment wounds six seven eight relationships later after my divorce and still I can't make a secure relationship happen until finally the breakdown of my relationship which has me put a pause on trying to help anybody else and go all in I actually moved back in with my Persian parents at the age of 43 I don't which I don't recommend I don't recommend you do that <laughs> but I was like I wanna if I wanna become trigger proof I'm gonna put myself into the epicenter of my PTSD that's how committed I am which I don't recommend you do do not do this without supervision and help especially and even if you have help don't, don't unless you're really wanting to be a badass with it but I did it and I did the unthinkable not only 
did I find a secure attachment, but I'm going to be a dad, which was impossible. I'm telling you, people who know me are like, I never thought this was possible that you would commit to one and not only commit to one, but just not, but, but choose powerfully breaking those toxic kind of codependent, um, narcissist codependent cycles that I was constantly finding myself in because I thought willpower could stop it. But here's why it couldn't. It was in my body. And so once he saw that, he resonated with that part. And, and he's like, I want to I wanna be able to have a space for a healthy relationship. I want to be able to trust myself. So guess where we went today on our call? We went back to his first belief. Here's where the belief is I want you to look at. Anytime you are dealing with a relationship breakdown, this is what happens. This is how lack of willpower and codependency is going to impact your relationship. Anytime I'm working with somebody going through a relationship breakup, like a, like a divorce or a separation, one of the top fundamental things we need to get out of their body is the belief that I shouldn't have married them in the first place. I made a mistake. I shouldn't have married them. Let me know if you can resonate with that. Okay? Let me know if you resonate. Where in your life do you have a relationship you're looking back on and you're like, I should never have dated that person. I should never have gotten together with him in the first place. I should never have said yes. I should have trusted my gut. I should have left at so-and-so time and I shouldn't have married them. So here's what happens. Let me know if that, that resonates with you. Tell me about that. Tell me the story. I, I'd love to hear it. Love to read it. So what we did basically, when you're saying I should never have married that person, what you're doing is you're invalidating a younger part of you. You're judging, abandoning, blaming, and shaming. Okay? Imagine you have a son or a daughter. Okay? This is what happened to me, by the way. When I was getting married the first time, my parents were like, we don't like her. You shouldn't marry her. And they were dead set against it, but then I pushed and they were like, okay, we're not going to get in your way. But deep down, they were saying that. So guess what happened when I got a divorce? When I was getting a divorce, the worst time of my life, I go to my parents, we told you so, we told you so. And I was like, oh my God, this is the last thing. I already feel like absolute shit, right? I feel like shit. And they're telling me constantly, we told you so. And they were only reacting to their own absolute heartbreaking wound to see their son go through that which I completely understand now but the impact on me was shaming myself and not trusting myself ever then after that I didn't trust myself with anyone and now this is exactly where Joe is so what we did was we went back and we found trust in that 28 year old version of him and which is what your work is to do to find out exactly why at the time exactly why it made sense that you married that person who were you at the time what were your fears because I could easily judge myself and who I chose to marry because then we ended up a divorce three years later I left three years later as an avoidant I can sit here I should never have married her but then I would be lying to myself because if I look back and and I tell the truth who I was at the time I was like, I just bought Westgate Wellness Center, 31 years old. Everyone was getting married. It was cultural. I was, you know, cultural, you know, everybody was doing it. I wanted to fit in. That was like my time. And I didn't really want to get married. I just 
you know, wanted to have a girlfriend and my parents didn't like the idea of me living with someone without marriage and it was not something that they were all thrilled about and I, I had the shame about that because of religious idealisms. So I'm like, okay, well, I may, might as well make that legal and get married. It was completely out of inauthenticity. It wasn't a real authentic reason, which when you look at most marriages, the first marriage, especially if the the person hasn't done their inner work, the reason why you got married in the first place wasn't really an authentic reason. I'm not, a, I'm not, a, I know that I'm not alone in the fact that the first marriage that I went through, I was pretty much going in with blinders. <laughs> One of my clients, Laser, uh, was like, yeah, we didn't know what we, like they're, you know, having some challenges in their marriage and like, we didn't know what we were getting ourselves into. I'm like, yeah, does anyone? Is anyone really you know so welcome to the club so he basically healed that disconnect with that part of him that's where he lost his self-trust that's where he doesn't trust himself to be safe in a relationship because he felt like he made a mistake but today boom and the way that he doesn't trust himself he goes to a grocery store and he looks and sees for, for cereal he looks and sees too many options and then runs the other way. Like that's how paralyzed he is that the willpower doesn't work, that his body is now in control, that he's like freezes. I don't trust myself and runs away. That's what happens when you freeze. I don't trust myself. I'm not safe. I'm not safe with me. I need somebody to guide me. And the work we do is to help you be the one to guide you and so I was able to facilitate him going back and talking to his 28 year old self and really realizing that he abandoned that that version of him and that version of him shows up when you're unconscious of that shadow part of you it will freaking run your life and your work is to integrate that part of you that's what the overview method is all about is about healing those attachment wounds from childhood and integrating that dark passenger that's running your life unconsciously, you can then bring him in. And coolest thing happened, boom, he's now committed to applying for a promotion, which he never was going to do. And right after the call, he went to the grocery store and I told him that was his, uh, that was his homework and to do a little video for our Facebook group and our private community. And he, he, he did a little video saying, hey, I'm in the uh, supermarket and I'm choosing, a, I'm choosing a cereal. This is a big deal. I could never do this before and I'm choosing it and I'm sharing my breakthrough. And that's how you know the work is being done because it's not a matter of willpower. You must physically, that's the somatic experiencing work that we do, is somatically go through the motion physically that you're blocked in. You must overcome yourself physically by first healing the attachment, the detachment, the misattunement with yourself. This is what healing is all about. And it's not easy. It's not, willpower won't work. That's why healing doesn't happen in isolation. You sitting there scrolling Facebook, watching some YouTube videos, good for you or you read the book oh I read so-and-so book that's not the same as having somebody hold your feet to the fire to 
point your blind spot, to call you out when you lie, <laughs> and to be able to listen to your language and with an intuitive ability go in there and like reconnect you with you know overriding the bullshit because you lot because we lie to ourselves because of fear we lie to ourselves we say I'm not you know I need to feel safe first let me think about it I'm not sure uh, let me check with my husband I don't know if I have the time that's how the ego prevents us from actually like claiming the life excuse me claiming the life that we deserve there's a deserving you must have you must see and if you don't feel deserving of having that relationship of healing then you're not going to but you must cross that bridge of fear in order to get there so basically the reason why willpower will not work is you cannot access it from a intellectual process healing is not an intellectual process it must those younger parts of you that are scared that are stopped you must guide them into safety and gosh you can't do it alone you must have a community it's not just one person going to a therapist once a week great talk about your stuff but that's not enough what about the 23 hours and six days outside of that weekly call that weekly you know therapist session what about that that's where that's where the pedal to the metal is which is why the conversation itself is the medicine so I wanted to leave you with that a little bit long-winded hopefully it resonated did that resonate for you and um, where do you begin so this is my friend said where do you begin the beginning where you begin is to go into the body and to start to train to become trigger proof for the events that we have to help you heal those attachment traumas September 27th is the overview experience and this Sunday is breathwork and badassery I'm gonna leave you with the uh, many of you guys went you see how powerful it is uh, it, it's it's a start it's not gonna solve all your problems overnight no that's not what it's designed to do this is about getting the tools getting the tools to be able to heal to expand your trigger-proof toolkit so that you don't need somebody to tell you what to do you actually have practiced the resilience of the nervous system learning how to create safety when you don't feel safety don't wait for you to feel safe before you do it because sometimes that safety that internal safety is not there you must do it scared sometimes that's just how it works you must do it scared right so courage over comfort you cannot have courage without confronting that fear healing is a process of developing courage courage to over to overcome yourself that's stopping you from doing you know to overcome yourself I mean you know what you need to do you know exactly what you need to do so why aren't you doing it and if you could here's the other part if you could do it alone you would have done it by now so know your limitations and get started in the process and we'll see you jumping in the the link is in the comment section watch the video and join us on Sunday which is a beautiful spiritual journey that I take people through back into their own hearts regulating their nervous systems breaking the foundations of codependency starts with understanding your breath 
and connecting to the younger parts of you. So I go little by little and I teach people how to do it and it's a practice. And it's an opportunity for you to work through some of those those tensions and compressions and um, uh, these unresolved emotions that you're that are stuck in your body destroying your relationships making your parenting inauthentic and completely reactive uh, passing that trauma down from one generation to another generation and blocking your ability to have a real secure relationship the answer is inside of you it's not from the other person doing the work it's for you going inside and doing the work let me know what resonated with you if everything makes sense if you have any questions no, don't hesitate, and we'll see you hopefully Sunday. Some of you, are, I can see some of your names, you're already coming. What you're going to experience is a depth of love for yourself that you haven't really felt before. And there's nobody else telling you what to do, but you're going to be guided by yours truly. This is one of the most fun that I have, and I look forward to it every, every month that we do it. See you at the next perfect time.